Well, hello, friends, and welcome to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry and podcast ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church, located in Greenville, Texas. Now, in these few moments we spend together each week, you'll hear great and stirring interviews and powerful messages from the Word of God. But the reason for it all is so you can be touched by... Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Chet Haney from Highland Terrace Baptist Church in Greenville, Texas, and I'm so happy to be with you here today. Thank you for listening. This is the His Mighty Hand radio broadcast and podcast of our church, and I'm happy to be joined in studio today by Brother Ricardo Ramirez, who is a dear friend of mine of many years now, been your pastor for about seven years, I think. More than that. More? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming in today, Ricardo. It's You're great welcome. to have you. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Thank oh, you. My pleasure, brother. Good good to have you. Ricardo, when I think of you, I think of a guy who's always um, on a positive note. You seem like you have a lot of joy in your life. Where does that come from? They come from, from my sweet Jesus. Um, I try to do uh, the best I can. Just when I wake up, I say, Lord, I want to give the best, the best of me. Sometimes the best, sometimes not the best. Yeah. But I'm, I'm learning and the way heading up to learn, be like Jesus. Yeah. This is my, this is my great hope. To do so it. the joy that you have comes from Jesus. Amen. Yes, sir. It's, yeah. they come from my sweet Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty powerful statement because a lot of people don't really understand how to have a connection with God, uh, how to uh, have a relationship with Jesus, a, a love relationship with uh, with sweet Jesus, as you said, which produces that kind of joy in your life. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess we could all say that there was a time in our lives we did not have that. But uh, it grows, doesn't it? We, we get stronger in that relationship with him by uh, something you mentioned a moment ago before we started. You were talking with me. Uh, we were having a little small talk, and you mentioned something about having daily devotions. Has that been a habit of yours for a long time? Yes, not for a long time. Well, let me see. It's about like 10 years, yeah. a little more. But uh, I put my mind uh to do that, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, um, to start the the day with reading the Bible. To start the day with yes, the sir. Bible. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh-huh. But sometimes uh, not uh, be a Christian is not easy. Right. But uh, I pray. Sometimes it's not. It's not. And uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I, I pray, Lord, give me the strength, even in my work. Yeah. That's yeah. when the face tests mm-hmm. you and uh, right. sometimes... It is tough. Sometimes it's tough at so work. I work. Yeah. And uh, sometimes with the family too, but I right. work uh, people. We have different kind of people. Not yeah. everybody's Christian over there. Right. So um, patience, you need a lot of patience. Uh-huh. Always when I pray, I say, Lord, give me patience uh-huh. with my kids, yeah. my wife, and the one they are surrounding at work. But yeah. sometimes I... 
I forget. Yeah. <laughs> Patient is gone, and uh, when I remember, Lord, please give me a patient. Every single day, I I uh, uh, pray for patient, and yeah. Sometimes you, uh, I got a patient. Sometimes, and I remember that that word that when I pray. Yeah. So it's tough, though. It's tough. It's not easy. Yeah, patience is something we could all. Use a little more of, I think, Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday uh, or the day before, was it? I heard that you were cutting some limbs for someone. Is this right? Yes, I did. Uh, uh-huh. Me, my brother Amos, we yeah. went to uh, Amos Lowry. Amos Lowry, uh-huh. and um, we went to cut some trees. Yeah, and cut uh, some limbs. Yeah, limbs, and uh, uh-huh. um, it was a lot of. Um, but we lot, did it. A lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, uh, have, um, all my arms and my legs, but, um, yeah. it was good. It was so good. You're a little sore the next day, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still sore though. Yeah. So, uh, who, did, you did this for your widow, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, you have a widow now. I have two widows. You have two widows. Amen. Okay. And, yeah. um, I did it, uh, yeah. and he was very grateful. Say thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that sounds like Amos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. so I, I was happy. I was happy. And, um, yeah. Like I say, I'm still learning, and um, yeah, I want to do my best. Well, you haven't been a deacon very long. Uh, no, now, sir. Maybe a couple of months. Yes. About about that. Some something about like that. that. And so when you became a deacon. You got two widows to take care of, didn't you? That's correct. That's correct. Uh huh. And uh, so I guess they, you know, found out you're going to be their deacon, and uh, you got an opportunity to serve them and to get to know them, and yes. that's uh, that's a blessing and a responsibility. It is a blessing, like you say, responsibility. Uh-huh. So yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but I'm here, like I say. Uh, yeah. If you, I don't know, I'm learning. Yeah. And sometimes I spoke with Brother Amos, and he said, do this, this, and that. So yeah, I try my best. Now, I want to go back to the night of your ordination. That was a blessing. It, it was. It was, yes. We had four young men and their wives who were ordained uh, to be new deacons. Much needed. We needed some new men uh, to be deacons in our church. And I'm so grateful for the four men that God gave us. It was you and Scott and Billy and Ryan. And um, what was your feeling uh, about this uh, new, um, here again, it's a blessing, it's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And when you received this opportunity, what was what was your thought about that? Well, first, uh, uh, I bring it to God and uh-huh. uh, I say, Lord, if you, you want me to be a, a deacon, here I am. Yeah. Not only a deacon, but if he got put me to do, to do, let's say, uh-huh. clean the church, I do it. Yeah. So uh, if he... So you're willing to do anything. Anything. Anything to, yeah. to serve God. That's so. good to hear. You're preaching this Sunday. Did you know that? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd better let you know since you got, you know, let pl- me know, let me know. plenty of time to get ready now. Amen. You said anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, 
I told with my wife Claudia, and yeah. she say, um, well, she's a um, positive wife. Your wife is amazing. She is a positive Claudia, wife. Claudia, <laughs> uh, you know, and I would say this about you too, Ricardo. Both of you, uh, to me, are the kind of people that are sort of like a rock. Uh, many, many people are blessed by you. Many people depend on you. Your wife is a rock. Uh, she is such she a is. blessing to so many people. And, um, and you are as well. So you were talking to Claudia about becoming a deacon and how did that conversation go? And she said, uh, well, if he God put you in that path, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting something, ha, huh, don't do it or yeah. stuff, something not, uh, but she say, go ahead. Yeah. So I say, I guess if you say so. Yeah. You said, uh, you weren't sure if you were ready at first, right? Right. I, I, yeah. Then, um, uh, when I say that, I was thinking and meditating the, in the, in the Bible and my devotional, I say, yeah. Well, I always pray and say, if we got, I want to serve you. I don't know what, I don't know, but I'm yeah. here. I'm, I'm all, all there. You know, I think, uh, Ricks, we look at the qualifications for a deacon, which they're laid out in the scripture, certain qualifications. Mm-hmm. Got to be the husband of one wife and so forth. Um, I think it helps. For a man who's going to be a deacon to be firm and established and strong in the faith. I was just reading some statistics this morning as a, I actually am going to preach this Sunday, uh, for Father's Day. So you're off the hook. Right. Um, <laughs> Thank <but> you, brother. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was reading about, um, this uh, statistic that said when, when the women are the strongest leaders in the church, the church declines. But when there are strong men in the church, the church grows. And, uh, that's not to, um, say anything against the strong godly women that have been such a rock, as I said, in many of the churches that I've had the privilege to serve. But you know, it's really true. And one of my goals, I'm going to talk about this Sunday for this coming year, 2022, is to have at least a dozen men's ministry activities, uh, including men's discipleship. You know, I know where you work. I, I would love to challenge maybe you and some of the guys that you work to start a men's Bible study at work, not just at the church, but at the body shop and at the field house and at the bank and at this place and that place to have men's discipleship Bible studies that are sort of like mission points you know, in our local area here and uh, other men's ministry um, things that we can do to help grow. Uh, Honestly, I don't want to embarrass you, Ricardo, but here's the reason you are going to be a great deacon is because you're strong in Jesus. You're, You're mature, you know, you're dependable, you're faithful, you're strong in the Lord. We need more men uh, like this in, um, in this important day that we're living in to become strong men of God for their families, for their churches, for the community and for the world. Now, Ricardo, um, I'd like to hear if you would like to share with me a little bit talking about your family. You have some amazing, uh, kids. 
I can remember when I first came here as pastor in 2013, uh, two of your sons at that time were playing in the Praise Man. That's correct. That's correct. Rosie yes. and Kale. And Kale. Kale was just about 12 years old at the time. He was already like a studio quality right. drummer. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Right. And uh, not just for their musical talent, but your kids have demonstrated a uh, – you have four sons, right? That's correct. And no four girls? Sons. No girls. What happened to the girls, man? Come on. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're just the opposite of me. I had three girls and no boys. So um, what is it about your kids that um, causes them to become um, strong men of God? Well, you know, you know, Kale and Rosie are are really grown men. Now. Yes, yes, and they're strong in the Lord. Amen. Um, well, like I say, to God be the glory. Yeah, and thank you too for this church. There was a blessing, mm-hmm. uh, beyond uh, uh, my kids. They come over here yeah. when they are kids, and um, yeah. they learn a lot. They yeah. learn. I mean, that was amazing. How my son Rosie, when we. Uh, Came this church. He was, let me see, um, seven years old. I think. Oh my goodness, just a little yeah. tiger. Yeah. So um, he learned a lot. He yeah. learned a lot. And then uh, um, when I was talking with him, by that time, yeah, I was amazed. I said, all that that you learned in that church, Claudia, let's move to that church. <laughs> you know, so, your son Rosie has a, a teachable spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I went one time, you probably don't even know about this, but we got in the car and drove together over to Lancaster, Texas to see a tennis match because some of his friends who were also in our church, um, were going to play tennis that day. And I wanted to go. And so Rosie and I went together and all the way over there and back, we talked and, um, it was a it was a good time. I, I remember specifically one question he asked me because I was telling him how the uh, the froward heart um, is really a uh, it's a wicked thing. It's an abomination to God. Um, and Rosy said, uh, "What does that mean, froward?" And of course, that's a, a King James English word that we don't use in uh, modern conversations anymore. But we do say toward, toward. And to move toward something is something everybody knows what that means. It means you, you come closer. And the opposite, uh, froward means to move away from. And many of us struggle with a heart that wants to move away from God. There's a song that says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. The expression to and fro, um, we uh, use from time to time, you know, talking about wandering back and forth. And it's so important and sometimes so difficult, isn't it, for us to stay on the two side, uh, moving toward the Lord and to stay close to him. And uh, Rosie has been a... Uh, a wonderful example of that. Now he's been in ministry for uh, several years with Life Action, right? Uh, touring the country as an evangelist and uh, as a worship team leader. I know Kale joined him for part of that time, and now Rosie is at Liberty. Yes, sir. Liberty University. Liberty University, and uh-huh. 
kiss halfway over there. Isn't that awesome? That's, that's pretty, pretty incredible. Uh, when we come back, um, if you can stay for another session, sure. I'd like to uh, visit with you, if we could, a little bit, Ricardo, about uh, your story and how you came to know the Lord and how God became such a, uh, a powerful part of your life. So thank you so much, uh, Ricardo, for uh, your time with us today on the His Mighty Hand radio broadcast. And thank you to our listeners for spending time with us as well. It's an honor and a joy to be with you today. I'm Pastor Chet Haney from the Highland Terrace Baptist Church in Greenville, Texas. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chet. They tied them up, they bound them, and they took them and threw them into the fire. And the effect of the fire was what? It was so hot that these mighty men were killed obeying the orders of the king. I'm going to tell you, you can say what you want to about their religion. Those were brave men. They were brave men who did what the king told them to do. It's kind of messed up, isn't it? In a way that honor can be seen as that which causes your own death. We saw that last week when we looked at Uriah. Uriah, who would not comfort himself with his wife under those soft sheets of their bed, knowing that his brothers in arms, his buddies, his fellow soldiers, were sleeping on hard ground on the coldest of nights. He went outside, and he slept on hard ground too. Not that they ever knew it. His soldier friends didn't know it, but he knew it. And as far as he was concerned, there's a kinship of honor that goes with having character. Now, these men of honor obeyed their king, and he had, he didn't need to summon mighty men. He had some standing right before him. Men who were strong in God, men who were courageous, the wrong men were summoned to do the wrong job. And they looked down in that furnace, they looked down in the fire. What did they see? Three men who were cast in bound now were loose. But they weren't three, they were four. Now they are four, now they are free, now they are doing just fine. Now they are in the fire, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Nebuchadnezzar called out to them, come out of the fire, and they came out. They were thrown out, thrown down, and they came up. God raised them up. Out of the fire they came, and the satraps and the governors examined them and inspected them. You know what they found? Not a hair on their head was singed. Their clothing was not burned, and they didn't even smell like smoke. All the normal effects of the fire had not happened to them in a single way. They were doing just fine.
You know, the Bible says that silver is tried in a furnace of earth seven times. Remember our staff retreat we had about a year and a half ago, Brother John? And we were talking about being tried by fire. And we came across this verse and we began to count all the things that we had been through as a church. And uh, we came up with seven then. Of course, that was before COVID ever happened. And I shared with the staff at our staff retreat how I had prayed that God would at least give us this one reassurance. We may be going through all this, but Lord, is your hand still on our church? Is your hand still on me? And I want to be honest with you, I'm not one of these guys that can give testimonies of having heard the voice of the Lord speak to me audibly. I've just never had that experience. But somehow, when I prayed that, going out to uh, the staff retreat that morning, waiting on the, on the doorbell to ring, I had a peace come over me, as if to say, maybe God was saying, yes. I wanted to believe that's what God was saying to me by that wonderful peace that came over me when I asked that question. But I hate to be presumptuous about such things and be one of these guys that stands up in the pulpit and says, well, God told me this. You know, if God's going to speak to me, I'm just going to let it be right here in the Bible. But you know what happened? It was the funniest thing. I was about to be late for the staff retreat. And I may have told you this before. I think I did. But I'm waiting for the phone to ring. I mean, the, the doorbell. Because the sprinkler tech is coming. And uh, I'm going to turn him loose to work on the sprinklers. Then I'm going to head on out to the staff retreat. And uh, Fabian was going to preach that morning. Did a great job. His wife led the music. And all of our staff was out there. Wonderful time of worship and seeking the Lord together. And I was just curious before I go, Lord, we've been through a lot of trial by fire. Is your hand still on us? Is your hand still on me? And I got the most wonderful peace. And the doorbell rang. And I opened the door and two guys are standing there. And one of them says, not hello, He didn't say, how's it going? He didn't say, we're here to work on your sprinklers. He said, this is first words came out of his mouth. He said, the mighty hand of God is upon you. And I said, what in tarnation did you just say? That's what I'm thinking. Well, it turns out he's Joe Knight's son. And Joe Knight is my producer who takes our podcasts and turns them into uh, a broadcast. And it's called His Mighty Hand Ministry. And Joe said, look, son, if you ever see Chet, tell him the mighty hand of God is on you. Of course, I didn't know all this at the time. All I knew is that God has a funny way sometimes of hearing and answering our prayers. And when he does, we're going to rejoice 
And we're going to keep on serving Him. We're going to keep on praising Him. We're going to keep on loving Him. We're going to keep on being faithful right here in this church. And I believe God's going to do great things for His glory. And we're going to ask God to do great things for His glory. And I believe that He will. I know that He can. And if not, we're not bowing down to the enemy. We're not bowing down to worship some idol. We're going to stay true and faithful to him no matter what. Would you bow with me in prayer right now? Lord Jesus, I'm so thankful for the examples of mighty men in the scripture, men of courage, men of conviction, because they influence us and they teach us by their example and they help us learn how to stay faithful to you. And Lord, I do pray today that your hand would be on this church, and I'm not talking about the building. The church is not the building. The church is each of these precious people here in the building. Baptized believers, banded together to serve and to worship a mighty God, would you bless our fellowship? Would you empower us and inspire us to pray? Would you let your hand remain on us as we go forward into our future in faith, believing that you're a God who hears and answers our prayers? And it's in Jesus' name that we say these things. Amen. We're going to stand together now, and we're going to sing a song of praise to God, and we're going to have a moment of invitation. I'm going to invite you to come right now with your decision for Christ. We'll be waiting for you right here at the front. Brother John, myself, let's be in a prayerful spirit, and you come with your decision right now. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You are my all in
of you for your part in today's service. Sorry I kept you a little late. We're about five minutes late today. Let's bow together for prayer as we go. Father, we're thankful, so thankful for the privilege of worship, to hear the music and to bow our hearts and our knees and our faces down before the true King of Kings. Not an idol, not some cultural monstrosity. Lord, we want to be faithful and true to you and to you only, whatever may come. So give us courage, Lord, to be mighty men and women of God. And give us a focus, Lord, on the things that matter. We love you so much, Jesus. You have made such a difference and an impact and an influence in our lives. Please continue. Shape us and mold us and show us the way so that we can walk in it is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening today to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church located on Joe Ramsey Boulevard right here in Greenville, Texas. Join us each week at this time as we celebrate His work in our lives through 